What's up, everyone? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to one of the greatest shows you're going to listen to today from Spotify or 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. This is Nerd Thug Radio. I am your host, Corey DLG. With me, as always, little brother Nico. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How are we doing? We're doing well. Doing well. That's what I like to hear. I like to hear that we're doing and doing well. Those are the two things we like to be. I mean, yeah, take that as we will. Yeah, there it is. So, uh, what's been going on? How have you been? How was your week? Uh, it's been good. Uh, recent discovery was uh, my classes don't start yet, so that was a nice change of pace. Oh, okay. Are you in classes, or was that what you found out? <laughs> uh, no, I'm in classes. It's just that, like, so the semester started uh, a couple days ago, and I was like, oh, man. I was like, I gotta get ready, and then I was doing other stuff the entire first day, and I was like, all right, well, they're online, so I'll just check it right now. And then I go, and they're like, they're all grayed out, and I was like, that's not a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, they're all like, oh, they start the 30th, and I was like, oh. That's way far from now. <laughs> yeah. Are you like, is it the late start thing again? Well, that's not even really a full late start. Like, you're doing like a weird modified thing there. Yeah, it's like two weeks difference or something like that. Okay. You know what that usually means is, is they didn't have enough teachers and they got to hire more. Maybe. I don't know. They're online, so who, who, who actually knows? <laughs> yeah, and you know what's weird about that is so much of that's automated. Like, what does a teacher really do at that point? Sometimes a lot, sometimes nothing. It really depends. I got to tell you, bro, if I were teaching online, nothing. I would do nothing. Well, like, I had I had one class online that had the due dates just from, like, the last year. So the entire semester I had a project that was overdue by an entire year that I wasn't <laughs> in the class by. But, like, this is due in April 2022. I was like, well, considering I started this in August, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> oh, man. It just sat there the entire the entire semester. It was so like, when are you going to do this? I would have emailed the professor and be like, you have to fix this because it's, it's pushing my buttons. I'd always think it'd be like, overdue. I was like, forget it. It's the same one. <laughs> Now we're cursing on the radio. Come on, Nico. Now you got to edit it. It's made work for yourself. Eh, it's whatever. Yeah, I also would have been like, yeah, that would have been, I, I, it would have driven me crazy. I would have emailed the professor. Although I only emailed professors like maybe four times ever in school. Ever. But it probably happens a lot more now because I went to college in 02. It's a little while ago. Yeah. Times have changed, Corey. The email is now a useful service. It's not just like they still have snail mail. Yeah, they still have like office hours and phone numbers listed when I was in college. I mean they still have those too, but they're like if you wanna they're like they're like my office hours are make an appointment. (laughs) And you're like, so you don't have (laughs) office hours? So how does this work? Yeah, like (laughs) it sounds like all of your teachers are adjuncts. Like barely work there. Some of them do. Some of them work a lot of classes. I've definitely had professors that are like, I show up here, teach one class, and then go home because I'm retired. Yeah. I, uh, most notably, government classes in college. I think there was like a macro and a micro. And 
both of those professors were adjuncts. And just and like... One of them like was full on adjunct. Like he was like, uh, like he would get there right as class was scheduled to start every time. Yes. And then another one was like, he was very, he was a cool. Like I enjoyed, I enjoyed both the classes, but like he really kind of like embraced the fact that he was faculty a little bit. And it was only like halfway through that I found out that he was adjunct, and in the back of my head, I was like, that feels like he's faking it. So he's just lying to me. I get it. But, uh, yeah, I, don't, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, I, honestly, I probably prefer adjunct professors because there's a little bit of like. I feel like they're more willing to work with you because they're not there all day. Yeah. And this isn't this is like an extra gig for them. And like they're, they're a little more understanding because they're obviously doing other stuff, too. Yeah, you're like, I'm I'm busy. I'm up to my eyeballs. And they're like, no, I get it. There's a reason I haven't graded your paper. Yeah, there's a reason this is my second job. So, I, yeah. I also like night classes because, like, the students were, like, just it was just easier to be in that room. It wasn't yeah, a bunch of I, I never want to be there. Yeah, I've never had, like, a class where, like, it's because it's college. People are paying to be there. So like, I a hundred percent like people the, the 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 caliber of students between like that and high school are totally different, right? Cause, well, uh, it's different at a community college because you're right; those kids, a lot of those kids, are paying out of pocket to be there. At that yeah. Point. Anyways, so I usually, you know, most of the time, I've never had any issue with like any of the students ever being like disrespectful or rude to the professor because they obviously are like everyone's an adult here, so. They usually understand. That happened to me one time. I was in I was in a, a calculus class, and like the professor had to speak over this like small group that was just wouldn't stop talking. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing because like because he was he was like he was like fiddling with his computer because like the the his little thing he was writing the notes on wasn't working. So like he was like messing with it, so he wasn't saying anything. So they're just talking. It's whatever. But, like, he clearly, like, gets it going and is now standing at the front of the room and they just wouldn't stop. And then every time he spoke, they just talked a little bit louder. <laughs> like, they're going, how rude is he? Right. <laughs> Until eventually where he's like, excuse me. And then they're like, ooh. And it's like, that was the rudest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And I've seen people fight each other. <laughs> um, at Alabama, it was a little different because, you know, when you go to the big colleges, there's sort of, that, you know, a lot of kids are kind of forced to go or sort of expected to go to college. So when they get to these big universities, some of them still don't know how to act, really. Mm -hmm. So there was, I don't even remember which one it was. Now, I did get kicked out of my economics class. For having, I got an argument with the professor. He told me to leave. He was blaming the economy. <laughs> yeah, like it started as a question, and it kind of just dovetailed because he was talking very assuredly, like the like the economy is like a sure thing, an exact thing. And he was like, "Yeah, if it goes like this, you do this, and if it goes like that, you do this." And I was like, "Yeah, but isn't that like all theory, like?" When the Fed lowers the interest rate, usually the opposition party complains about it. 
because nobody knows what the economy is really going to do, right? And he's like, no, it's going to, it'll, it'll fight inflation, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So, like, he was real, he was, like, exact with it. And I was like, no. <laughs> Don't you find economists who say the opposite whenever it happens, though? And he's like, no, that's not really accurate. And I was like, because I read articles every time when that happens. Like, <laughs> and he was like, no, you don't know anything. And I, uh, so then I was just like, I mean, you sound like you're saying the invisible hand just takes care of us. And he's like, the invisible hand is a real factor of the economy. I was like, this is stupid. I was like, just admit that it's kind of guesswork because it's human. It's got a, a margin of error to it. And he's like, no, economics is a science like any other kind. And I was like, no. <laughs> well, like, that's a really weird and arrogant place to like pin. <laughs> This thing oh, yeah. made up of entirely by humans is 100% predictable. It's like, oh man, then we'd all be billionaires. I don't know. Yeah, it, like, there was kind of a... Because that was my thing. Like, if that's the case, these super educated, like, veterans of financial industries would never lose. But yeah. they all do. So, I don't know. But yeah. We went round and round for about five minutes, and then he was like, so why don't you just go ahead and step out of my classroom? And I was like, are you serious? And he was like, yes, sir. And I was like, all right. He was the genius trying to tell you that economics is science. It's got math in it. Don't make it a science, homie. So, yeah, I had to email. That was one of the four emails I sent. I emailed him explaining that, like, all right, look, we just won't talk about it anymore. But, like, you know, I'm taking I want you to know that you're wrong. Can I come back to the room kind of a deal? Because I didn't want to show up and then be like, what are you doing here? Like, you got permanently kicked. Right. He was like, you're welcome to sit in the back of my room and keep your opinions to yourself. And I was like, deal. Thanks. So that's what I did. <laughs> Very uh, epic. But yeah, it definitely was a weird thing. Like It was just... But that was a regular professor. I'm trying to think. Like, There was one time when like these kids got in... Like, they were a couple, and they got into a, just a straight-up argument. In the middle of class. <laughs> Those are the best, right? That was my accounting class. That's amazing. Yeah, like they just straight up got into it, these two kids. And they were at the front of the room and like they were at a table right by where she's all set up to teach. The teacher, the professor. Mm. And like I'm not paying attention. I would go like it was it was twice a week. I would go once a week. Because I already had that job at uh, Splashdown, so I was already doing accounting. And so I was really just showing up on like quiz dates and at least once a week so that I kind of knew what was going on in the class, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I'm sitting towards the back of the room, and she's talking, and I'm, I'm totally just zoned out. Just powered into this hour, doing everything I can to stay awake, basically. And uh, all of a sudden, I notice she has stopped talking. And I look up, and she's looking down at this two couple, this couple, and they're talking at each other like animatedly and all of a sudden i realized like oh we can all hear them speaking because no one else is talking and then instead of noticing the room got quiet they started yelling at each other nice yeah i like how it just escalated immediately yeah it was weird it was like a weird like 40 50 seconds where like it got real quiet and then you realize two people were talking still and then you know and i don't I'm so weird. I don't hear direction because my one ear is bad. So, like, it took me a real second to figure out what was going on. And then I'm looking at them. 
and then they just start yelling at each other. It was awesome. Um, that was the same class where after the final, some dude passed out and like fell down. And the weird part was, is nobody noticed for the first like eight seconds, nine seconds. <laughs> he just gets out of the room and just falls over, and then everyone's like, "He's fine, right?" So the doors at the back of the room. And everyone's looking down at their desk, taking their final or whatever. And the guy walks to the door. Like, he goes up, he turns in his thing, and he's walking to the back. And all of a sudden, there's kind of a thud noise. And with that, I kind of was like, oh. And I turned and I looked after a couple seconds because I was like, I wonder what that noise was. And the dude's just laying on the ground. And I'm looking at him. And, like, I, like he fell there's like a row. There's a desk with like people sitting there, right where he fell. Like right, they felt he fell right behind them, and none of them have turned around. <laughs> but we're all taking a final, so I'm trying to decide like, what do I do? What do I? I mean, I'm, I know. Yeah, I what's the what's the what's the what's the method of attack? You. <laughs> so finally, it's like four seconds ish, and I go, "Hey, that that guy's on the ground." because <laughs> I don't know what else to say and no one else has looked up from this test and the kids that are on the back row one of them kind of like they finally just stopped looking at the because even if they looked down they would have seen like his feet like behind <laughs> them you know what I mean because he's like right behind him so finally one of them kind of looks at me and then looks down and they're oh oh my gosh and he starts moving around and he's like whoa whoa but like he flat out like he went to reach for the door handle and just did like a hard like flat backfall like just bunk <laughs> he was really out yeah he passed out uh and they're kind of all talking to him for like because there was like two cops in that class i think i've told that story before there was a bunch of cops in his classroom so these the two guys are trying to help him and everyone's kind of asking him questions and everyone's kind of for like a few minutes no one cares about this test uh and he's like, no, I'm fine. Like, no, I'm totally fine. And then he was like, I haven't eaten for like maybe a day and a half, I guess. And it was like, yeah, dude, you're hungry, you dummy. Like, <laughs> it's passing out in the middle of the thing. I like how it wasn't stress related. Or maybe he wasn't eating because of the stress. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I like, he turns in his test, he goes to leave, and all you hear is just, just like, boom. It was nuts, man. Um, just laid out on his back. Just straight laid out. Poor guy. So, uh, yeah, I think that's the only time I've really. That was like an eventful accounting class for a class I barely went to. But uh, you went like a total of 27 times and all like you have a bunch of stories from just those days. It was weird because like, all right, I mean, it's, you know, college is what, 14 weeks a semester or something like that. Yeah. And after the first class, once she so once I got the syllabus and attendance isn't a grade, and she kind of puts up like examples of accounting forms, and I recognize them all immediately. At the end of the class, I go up to her and I tell her, I was like, listen, this is what I do for a job, blah, blah, blah. I do it every summer. This is like my third summer doing it. I'm very familiar with this stuff. Um I was like, uh, is it gonna hurt your feelings if I don't come? And like, are you gonna how close to the schedule that you put in the syllabus you're going to stick to for quizzes and stuff. She's like, those are the dates for quizzes. I said, okay. So, like, I only, I literally only went half the time. I made myself go once a week just so I wouldn't, just in case she would say something that I didn't recognize or something, I could be like, can you break that down? 
But like, I really was just torturing myself for an hour and a half once a week. You'll survive. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, I made it. It was it was a cool deal. It also was how I knew I never wanted to be like a real certified accountant because I think every two years they have to either teach or take like six hours. Like they're obligated to do to maintain their license. So that's she was teaching because her license required it. Man, that's super lame. Yeah, and I, I was like, as she was, because it's first class and she's explaining that. She's like, like you I'm don't not, even have to do that when you're driving. Right. She's like, I'm not really a teacher. I'm an accountant. And in my head, I was like, does she really mean like in some sort of weird figurative sense? No, she meant she meant literally. Oh, neat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, uh, I saw that the Chrisleys uh, reported to jail this week. Yes, this is what we've been waiting for. Yeah, so justice can finally be served. Finally. Justice. <laughs> for someone. I don't know who. Like, I don't I like it. I guess the government, really, because that's who they've been defrauding. Banks? Like, that's who they defrauded was banks? I don't know. I don't, man, I don't. It's tough to, like, I don't know who, who wins or loses on that one. Yeah, financial crimes, is, is it has, I have a really hard time. Like, it's different when it's, like, a scammer taking money from old people because, like, they're obviously a bad person. Right. But when it's, like, when it's, like, person defrauds other, you know, multi-billion dollar thing, it's really hard to be like, oh, no. Yeah, like Chris Chrisley or whatever is Todd Chrisley stealing from banks. First of all, they're the ones who loaned him six million dollars in the first place, or whatever it was. Like, yeah, really, we should we should be more talking about their their lack of their lack of foresight here, right? But I mean, it is what it is, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I feel like we can always just blame banks for things because they're just the shadiest things on the planet. Uh, especially if you ever, like... And we don't have to do another one of these episodes. But, like, I'm fascinated by the 2008 crash, right? Like, I watch documentaries about that all the time. And the more yep. I ever watch about it, the more obvious it is just how much banks were involved and, like, the credit rating, rating industries were yeah, it's literally all their fault. <laughs> yeah, I, it's like they were deeply involved in it. And no no form of like, I don't even know what you would call it, justice, retribution, punishment, no form of measure. And even, here's the crazier part, even the attempts to regulate all of that, you know, Congress like pushed back on it. They were like, "Well, do we really want to do?" Yeah, we do. We definitely. It's because, they, it's because they make money off of it. So why would they? It's just, it's the same reason why it doesn't make any sense that like they control their like benefits and things. It's like, hey guys, we're benefits are coming up. What should we do? And they're like, I think we need more. And they're like, absolutely. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. It's definitely like it's definitely a weird thing to me. It's weird to me because the the credit reporting agencies were evaluating those bonds, grading those bonds in like AAA or whatever. But then you find out that the bonds were made up of 
like the later on bonds were made up of a bunch of rejected mortgage bonds like mortgage bonds that were rated too risky they would get rejected they would get packaged with more risky rejected bonds and when they had enough of them they would then re-rate it yeah you know what a normal company thing does right and they would just re-rate it as triple a again yeah, like everyone, everyone knew, and who and who suffered? The American people. I love it. Yeah, because like the reporting agencies didn't get any kind of trouble for being, you know, fraudulent and being involved with the banks on an intimate level. Like there was some, it like, it really is weird how nobody. I think there was one bank manager who went to jail for fraud, and that was it. And it was like a small bank. Ooh, we'll show them. I don't know. Like, every time I watch one of the documentaries, I just go, nobody went to jail for that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, because then it ends and you're like, and they're like, and that was the 2008 financial crisis. And you're like, and then the consequences were? Nothing. And then, and then the credits roll and you're like, oh, that was it, huh? That was it. The same thing with the Madoff stuff. Like, while, it, while personally he was ruined, all kinds of, they talk about how there's all these legitimate banks and investment advisors funneled money to him and each of them in their little brochures and pamphlets talk about how they thoroughly investigate and fact check and try to protect the investments they advise upon yeah the more i learn about those investment firms they just don't yeah i mean it's obvious they didn't right because again if anyone had ever just looked up his trades, they would have seen zero trades on the stock market. So right. that alone is already crazy. But secondly, yeah. it was the same thing with like uh, just recently the FTX, like all those people that are like, I can't believe this happened. We did our most due diligence. It's like this guy literally described his thing as a Ponzi scheme and no one was like, yeah. Um, well, Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful. He's kind of been the he's been on a, a kind of a a PR tour because he was one of the ones who got behind it so strongly. Yeah, like he was I know he was one of the early ones. And he flat out admitted he was like, Yeah, look, they paid me to be an advisor and to be a spokesperson. Um that probably muddied the relationship. He goes, Don't get me wrong, I look like a fool on this one. He said all of us do. Um, I, I at least admire the fact that he is admitting that he screwed up on one. Um, but it's the same mistake that keeps getting made over and over, right? Like it's it's made off, it's banking, it's the whole thing all over again. It's that look at look at all this money you can make, and they go, "Oh, no problem, absolutely." And then they throw a bunch of money into it, and then they lose it all, and they go, "What happened? I'm supposed to make me money?" And it's like you realize that this was nothing the whole time, right? It's like, oh, right. And they're like, who yeah, could have seen this coming? It's like you. You could have if you spent more than 30 minutes looking at it. You should have seen this coming when you asked to see, like, the behind the scenes and did it. So, like, yeah, I... Uh, it just blows my mind. It blows my mind how fraudulent things can be and people barely even... Well, and those, those people all got really healthy fees for bringing money to Madoff. That should be against the rule. How can you be a financial advisor if you're taking bribes to bring people's money? Because I feel like it's just part of the the thing. 
I feel like it's part of the culture of really, really very dumb, like wealthy people. I mean, it might be. It's it kind of to me. It just really blows my mind. This is such a clear conflict of interest. Yeah, it's clear to us of the poor who don't have millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> it's it's just as where, clear. where money actually matters to us. Right. It's just as clear as stock trading for Congress. Yeah. Like, like they, don't, they don't see a problem with it because they're like, well, we're participating in the same market. And then there, everyone goes, no, you're not because you know way more than us. Right. Well, and then you get down to like, he's one of my least favorite people because I think he's just scummy. But uh, Rand Paul, mm-hmm. you know, uh, congressman from Kentucky, he's an eye doctor, I think, of anything. But, like, he'll sit on committees and he'll yell at the head of the CDC as though he's a virologist. And it's like, look, did you don't study, like, you make sure people can tell the big E is the big E. Like, don't, don't act like we're on the same field. But also, he was investing in the companies and the drug companies who make money selling uh, the COVID treatments while he was publicly saying don't get the vaccine. Yeah, it's stuff like that. Like that's that's dark. Like, like is, for me, that's that's really dark to me because to me, that would make I can make a case. I would think that he has a financial gain from misleading the public. That sounds like fraud to me. Yeah, or at least you know some level of like. Ill intent, for sure. Yeah, ill, Ill, Ill intent conflict of interest. Like he's out here claiming one thing so he can profit off of the other, right? So he can, if you don't get the vaccine, you're more likely to need the treatment, which is where he's invested a lot of his money in the companies that provide it, right? Which you because, know, if you're a if you're a public figure, it's a good thing. And also, I mean, it, it's it's happening to a lot of the the YouTubers that are promoting cryptocurrencies is they're getting, they're getting sued by financial organizations because well, like, I, that, that I think is just petty jealousy. Well, no, they're getting sued by these, uh, like the SEC and other stuff because of the, uh, they're like, you basically are pushing securities fraud. And they're like, uh, no, I wasn't. Well, you, I, so my problem with that is cryptos aren't a security. Yeah, no, like, they're not. But also really what they're like, those are the people who committed security fraud, KSI and, and Logan Paul. Those are your big, you know what I mean? Like, there are real people who commit this every day. The problem is they work for people like Goldman Sachs and stuff, so nobody's going to arrest them. Right. Like, it's this is just because it's, it's a lot more cut and dry when it's an influencer doing it than some guy who works as part of a thing who invests money for other people. Like, you're like four or five layers before you actually get to the dude doing anything wrong. I don't even know if that's the case. I really just think it's because it's uh makes headlines. You look aggressive, even though you know this is good. They'll either settle and pay a fine because it'll take too long in court, or even if they fight it and it goes away, it'll be like years from now when it does. So it's a win-win for like the office of the SEC. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I would like to see them actually arrest actual fraudsters, not not people who I don't. I'm tired of watching them arrest people with Ponzi schemes after they fail. Yeah, like we should be doing something to stop them from happening. Yeah. 
when are the regulatory agencies going to arrest somebody who's in the process of committing a Ponzi scheme? That's what I want to know. Yeah, because it's always like the thing blows up finally, and then they're like, now we got him right where we want him. (laughs) He's been in the Bahamas for a month and a half living with his parents, and the SEC's like, we filed an arrest warrant today for that guy that everyone knew did a Ponzi scheme three months ago. It's like fantastic. You know he's already stolen like billions of dollars. And yeah, like, you know the hey. money's gone now, right? Yes, yes, we do know the money is now in fact gone. Thank you for your help there, regulatory body. You're welcome. <laughs> no it would, like, it would be like your immune system writing a letter. You're sick. <laughs> or like kicking into overdrive after you've already gotten over being absolutely demolished. Yeah, you had a cold for three weeks, and then on the uh, the day the day after you're over it, all of a sudden your immune system's like, "Hey, we found evidence of a cold here." It's like, "Oh, thanks, guys." <laughs> I just, yeah, yeah. I said we weren't going to, and then we did ten minutes on it. It's just my pet peeve. It drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. Um, so this week, the new Superman book finally started to come out with the new direction. For everything. Is this, is this DC's 90th reboot? Something like that, yeah. This is the one, though. That, remember that cool image I shared with you guys with the the new uniforms, like for Superboy and Supergirl with the jackets and stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah. I shared it to the Nerd Thug radio page as well. This issue finally comes out. Hey, this is like months later. All right, all right. And it's books. Uh, I don't. I haven't gotten the chance. It's I don't. I haven't gotten it in front of me yet, but I am. Uh, I am intrigued by it. I am curious what's going to happen. Uh, I'd like to. I'd like to believe they're getting it right. It seems like they're going to do some some interesting stuff. A lot of this uh, I'm reading is like rehashed. Remember when the five G thing was going to happen? where they were going to essentially introduce a new generation of DC heroes in the future. Right, and they were like, never mind. Yeah, they fired the editor-in-chief and all sorts of other stuff. Um, Great work, guys. <laughs> that particular storyline that they were building to, they're kind of borrowing elements from it that they really liked that worked. And one of those is uh, this 5G Superman, kind of this chapter. So I'm excited about that. Exciting stuff. Uh, man, there's some spoilers that I don't think we're ready to talk about. We'll have to talk about these next week. But I've been reading the Avengers Forever stuff, like mm-hmm. with the multiple reality versions of the different heroes and all of it. Uh, and they reveal the identity of who is the quote-unquote prize Avenger. And I can't, like, I don't want to reveal it yet because it's too early. So we'll do it next week. But in one way, it's a really cool thing. In another way, I kind of hate it. I mean, I feel like that's a lot of comic book stuff. You know, like, dang, that's really cool. I kind of hate this a little bit, though. (laughs) Yeah, part of me, part of me thinks this is stupid. I don't, none of me thinks this is stupid. I just am sort of intrigued. 
like where it's gonna go or what? Well, you know what? We air Thursday. The book comes out Wednesday. We air Thursday. I'm gonna do it. We're gonna do it. Okay. So in issue 13 of Avengers Forever, if you're if you're trying to protect the sanctity of your mind, I don't I don't know what to tell you here, but we got some spoilers coming. Um, they reveal they've been talking about this Prime Avenger forever. He like built a whole core of Deathlock to travel through time and travel through realities to help protect all these different versions of Avengers from the masters of evil of the multiverse. Uh, it's revealed that the Prime Avenger is Loki. Okay, that's interesting. And he says, there, there, in order for there to ever be an Avengers, there has to be a Loki to cause them to assemble. All right, all right. I see, I see it. So, I like that part. Yeah, also kind of ties back to, like, we're making Loki back to the reason the Avengers assembled, which is very funny. I, too, remember the Avengers. It was my favorite movie as a child. Well, and it is it is core to the comic books, too. In the comic books, Hulk is basically tricked by Loki into rampaging through everything. And, uh... The Avengers assemble to stop him. So that's very Loki. So what's, your, so what's your what's your gripe with it then? <laughs> he's not an Avenger. <laughs> yeah, all right. Like, he's not an Avenger. He's never been one. Like <laughs> at no point is he an Avenger. <laughs> so when they're like the most important Avenger ever. And then it's a guy who, in no reality you ever see, is an Avenger. Has ever been an Avenger? Yeah. Well, he's the reason the Avengers exist. So what? What kind of logic is that? I don't know. So that's my problem. I guess. Yeah, no, I can see it. I can see because he's never been part of the Avengers, but like... He's never even been one. And they're like, this is the most important Avenger. The one that's not one. <laughs> when they revealed that, I went, what? <laughs> and then I was like, no, I get it. Okay, that's interesting. And then I was like, no, wait a minute. <laughs> and here's the thing. It is interesting. It is an interesting idea. Because he is kind of the reason they've all formed. But that doesn't make him an Avenger ever. Right. Like, that means he's like the ultimate catalyst, but like, because you're the reason someone else did something doesn't mean that you're the leader of that other group. Right. Yeah, that's a tough sell. I see where you're frustrated. That makes sense. Uh, I mean, who would you have wanted it to be, though? <laughs> that's sort of the thing, right? Like, who should it be if not? So, like, Captain America is not an original Avenger. Because um, the original lineup is Hulk, is Incredible Hulk, Thor, Iron Man, Hank Pym, and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Captain America is one of the most important Avengers. Um, I don't know. Even if they'd have made it Jarvis, who at least serves every iteration of the Avengers in some form or fashion, or if they'd have made it like maybe some universe where some sort of amalgamation of like Janet the Wasp somehow has Thor's hammer and she's built like She-Hulk now. Uh, and there's like a Tony Stark AI. I don't know, like some sort of something a little closer to home. It, it is weird that it is Loki. Now that you're saying this out loud, it's kind of like, well, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. That's, I mean... I bet when they pitched it and they were like, okay, so who's who's your Avenger Prime? And he's like, are you ready? Loki. They went, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Because that's, that's, that's really where I'm at right now. <laughs> yeah. And then over time, though, they went, wait, what? And then, and that's where I'm getting to. <laughs> yeah, I, I just... Uh, I don't know, it is, it, is, it is a weird, like... Like, I don't know, but, like, if it were Captain America or Iron Man, like, it wouldn't have been interesting. <laughs> so maybe they built it up too much? Maybe. Maybe you're just putting too much emphasis on him being the prime Avenger. Right. Maybe. I mean, you maybe. don't get to pick your nickname, so. <laughs> It'd be different if he called himself that, right? That'd be kind of funny. They're like, it's that's him. It's the Prime Avenger. He's like, why do you guys keep calling me that? Well, and there's even a story. Actually, this is true. There is even a story. Uh, Rick Jones. It's called Avengers Forever, where Rick Jones is listed as like the uh, they go through this whole battle with Kang, and the Avengers lineup is this group of Avengers from the past, the present, and the future. And Rick Jones is like able to link and summon all of them. He's like the sidekick to the Avengers. Mm-hmm. So I mean, even that to me makes more sense than this. I don't know, man. Thanks, Rick Jones. Like even that works better, I think. You might be right, but even still, yeah. It also really doesn't really make any sense for Loki to be like a protector. Yeah, like because there would have to be some sort of personal gain to it. He's a trickster. Like, what's the fun in it for him? I don't know. Again, yeah. I don't... I'm pranking him. If I if I save them all, then it's more funny. It's like that's not funny. <laughs> that's not even a prank. <laughs> You're just a hero. And maybe that's the difference. I mean, to be fair, Loki's what he was. He part of the Young Avengers when he was a kid for a little bit. Yeah, the when they relaunched the Young Avengers, they had kid Loki in it. That's the closest we got. Yeah. You know, I've been trying to... Okay, I've been on this quest for a thousand readers. We're going to do a, a shift here. Okay. Been on a quest for a thousand readers, right? Yeah. So, I got the PDFs in for another day at the office. I'm very excited about them. I uploaded them to Gumroad while we're waiting on the printing and stuff to happen. That'll be a few weeks. So, in the meantime, they're set up on this website called Gumroad. Uh, and you can go there... 
and they're even set up to pay whatever you want. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been posting in places and trying to get people to check them out. And we're kind of stuck at 10 readers. So I went on Reddit and I went to the comic books thread at Reddit where 2.8 million people, million accounts are logged in, right? At any given point, 6.2 thousand accounts are currently active on there. Top 1% ranked by size. I made a post, the quest for a thousand readers. Uh, and I made a post, I made a comic book called Another Day at the Office, a comedy about a cop and a city full of superheroes. There are four issues currently set up on Gumroad, listed as pay what you want. I'm not looking to get rich. I'm looking to get readers' eyes on my work. It would mean the world to me if you guys checked it out. Okay? Then I posted mm-hmm. a comic. This feels like a very comic books post. Also, I've been active. In the, I went and commented on several things and liked some things before I made my post. Because last time I wasn't active enough in the community. Mm-hmm. And they removed it. They said, sorry, this post has been removed by the moderators of comic books. Um, and there was nothing else really to it. Thanks, guys. I don't understand. Like, by the way, a couple panels down from me, a couple posts down on the comic books thread, Chip Zdarsky, who's a comic book creator, uh, he's a known one, he's an entity, he's a published comic book creator, he makes a post four hours ago, the title is Public Domain, Volume 1 is out today. Please purchase it so I can get medical attention. God bless, Chip Zdarsky. And then he lists the previews link so that people can look it up. Then he put, but for real, check it out. I'm very proud of it, and I hope you like it. Goodbye. So he made a post doing the exact same thing I did four hours ago. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot. Well, yeah, because it's Chip Zdarsky. You don't understand, Corey. This is a different guy. Right. He's special and I'm not, is basically what I'm, what, what I'm. Yeah, I don't know. Every, Reddit is like the worst place on the planet. <laughs> well, and this is like the third time I've had run-ins with these moderators. So it's almost like, should I say something? But the reality is I kind of want to because I'm, I'm, I'm so annoyed with all of this. And like, I don't get it. I don't understand I don't understand how this is okay. Like, why is this allowed? Again, it, it's it's people tripping on the world's smallest amount of unpaid effort. <laughs> Reddit moderators are some of the weirdest people on the planet, and I'm 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 really annoyed with them. Like, again, you can you can look this up yourself. There's there is like a crazy amount of like centralized power on on reddit if you ever if you ever wanted to look this up this is this is a real fact it's something like like 50 moderators are like cover like the top 100 subreddits they control like 100 reddits each they're like super moderators this is all they do is is moderate so, subreddits they're like the voice basically yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I just what makes me mad is that it feels like they're telling me that I'm not comic book enough, which doesn't make any sense because you're like, hey, look, I made these comic books, right? It's like, well, what what am I supposed to do? <laughs> right. 
And now something's going on where now like nothing is posting. Like, did they like? Do they block my whole Reddit? Can they do that? Uh, not over the whole thing. They can ban you from the subreddit. <laughs> did I get banned? Did you get banned off of r slash comics? Congratulations, Corey. I don't know. So I went to like if I click comments, it says something went wrong. Just don't panic. No, uh, I mean the site literally just might be down. <laughs> This wouldn't be the first time it's happened before. I hope not. I hope they didn't just ban me. You know what? I don't know if I care even. It's terrible. It's a terrible website. The only reason I go there is for news on my specific hobbies. And I never post anything. And in fact, the one time I did post, uh, I got yelled at. So that was cool. What, what, what did you do wrong? So I was when I first started getting into Vanguard, I didn't have a lot of money because I didn't have a job because I was like 18. It's my first semester of college, and I I was building a deck that was like it was it's the cheapest competitive because what I looked up was like what's the cheapest competitive deck, and they're like this rush deck, but no one likes playing against it. I was like that's fine. I just needed to be able to beat things. Yeah, I don't care if you like play against it. I want to win. Right, and then they're like, yeah, here it is. It costs like forty dollars figured out and i was like okay so then i was like how does this list look and then like there was one comment of a guy actually being chill and he's like oh you should probably cut this for this i recommend this uh but overall it looks fine <laughs> and i was like okay thanks and then one of and then like the only other comment was like you should die in a fire <laughs> <laughs> the only other comment was super internet just yeah. oh somebody like- got mad one time, because I, I, I literally commented, like, this comment is so internet. Yeah, it is. It's, it's the classic, like, hey, look, someone who actually, like, wants to interact with your post. And the other one is, like, someone telling you to die. <laughs> it's like, this is fantastic. Probably one of my favorite things on the planet is the fact that the internet will always be the internet. Like, you know how to take the comments seriously, but, like, to me, it's just I just think it's funny, but like that post never got removed. It's still up there. Okay. So someone else. So I've been making posts in a lot of places. So in one of the Facebook groups I'm in, uh, I made a post. I put in a bunch of them and it says, I need your help. I'm on a quest for a thousand readers. I set up a gum road and set it to pay what you want. It isn't about the money. I'm just struggling to find a core group interested in my books. The book is a comedy about a cop in a city full of superheroes. And there are four issues all bundled together for this. Literally pay what you want. And then I put the Gumroad link. Mm -hmm. First comment. Have you marketed it or just put it out there and assume people would find it? We're marketing it right now. This is what we're doing. Isn't isn't that what this post is? We're putting putting it on a Facebook group so that people can see it. Marketed it how? What are you going to send it to the Walmarts? I don't know. We're we gonna pull out a TV ad for it. <laughs> I like. I don't. I sometimes the, the internet is weird. It's this. This place is terrible. Sometimes, sometimes I just want like to just explode out of just annoyance, sheer sheer annoyance. Oh man. Um. Yeah. So I've got this. So I'm on this quest to get a thousand readers. Right, I think this is one of those things we've talked about. We're trying to. This year is about growing our brand. This year is about kind of getting to more people, getting more stuff in front of more people, and part of that 
is by getting more readers, I suspect, I think. And that's that's what I'm trying to do here. Um, however, uh, it's been really slow. We got to 10, and then we basically stopped. <laughs> well, I mean, it just happened. So, I mean, give it time. Things will happen, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not. I mean, I'm annoyed, but... But I am, I'm definitely... I'm definitely staying on it, but I am annoyed. That's just the internet for you. Sometimes it's screaming into the void because we've been doing it for a long time. It really does feel that way sometimes. We out here. We balling. We chilling. <laughs> like, we're still making stuff. I don't know. It's it. Sometimes there is sort of a weirdness to it where you're just kind of like, is this like, is this the right way to do this? Like, I don't know. Maybe. Does anyone know what they're doing? I don't think I, so. I really don't think so. Especially because a lot of times it'll be like conflicting uh, help. Yeah. One. What works for one person, they're like, no, don't do that. That's a terrible idea. Um. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, you'll get, like, the conflicting advice. Like, the first guy will be like, well, obviously, you need a lot more of this. And the second guy will be like, I'm so glad you don't have any of this on your page. And you're like, what? <sighs> okay, cool. <laughs> you're like, awesome. I'm really glad. I'm really glad we came to this discussion. And they're like, yeah, no problem. And you're like, that was sarcastic. Thanks anyway. Yeah. So, like, it's not a, it's not a, it's not as cut and dry as I'd like it to be for marketing. If there was a list of like, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, I would totally, I would do it. Do it yesterday if you could. Yeah, I, I absolutely would. But the world is a vampire. Blah 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 blah. Right in a cage. You get it. <laughs> the the most calm, smashing pumpkins <laughs> quote ever. <laughs> blah blah blah. Right in a cage. You totally get it. <laughs> yes I do now you've heard the song you know what I'm talking about you know what's up you know what's up you've heard it we all know we all know what <laughs> you know despite all my rage I'm still just around the cage <laughs> hey we broke to number 11 see there you go one at a time baby Boom. oh it's gonna be one at a time I would love, like, just to get, like, a batch of emails that, like, 70 people signed up. That'd be amazing. But, uh... I mean, that's... I mean, look, if we all start from humble beginnings. When I first started my my, my card-selling shtick, um, it was like, dang, if only I could get one person to buy this stupid cardboard off of me. Yeah, that's gotta be a weird feeling. Like, it's just sitting up there forever, and then one day you're like, bing! And you know, sometimes it's sometimes it's it's super busy, and I'm I'm up, to, I'm up to my eyeballs, and business is booming. And other times it's like, man, no one's bought cards for me in three weeks. I really hope I'm not dead. <laughs> yeah, and then you gotta like check on it to see if it's even still up. Yeah, we're like, are you okay? And maybe I'm just wrong because they're like, oh, prices have shifted monumentally. You're way out of league, and I'm like, eh, is that my fault? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, all right, maybe I'll reprice my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. Fun. Yeah. Oh, let's see. We're up against it here, but let's see if the marketing guy got back to me. The old marketing man. 
He did not. He did not. Oh, tragic. How will you know if you're marketing, Corey? I don't. I, that's a good question. By the way, uh, so you know how we we I bought the Simon Kickstarter for the X Men, and it wound up being like nine boxes of X Men stuff. Yeah, they're about to release another one, and it's called the Multiverse. What? I shudder to think. Marvel United Multiverse. I shudder to think how many. Oh, it's live right now. Oh my gosh. Oh, we gotta go look at this. Alright, we got like we got like two minutes. Hurry. Okay. Alright, okay. We're going. We're going. Going. Oh no, the dial up hamsters. He's he's got a cramp. <laughs> I love that your computer is just powered by several guinea pigs in a chain. It's like you know how you see pictures of steampunk stuff, and you're like, that would be cool. I don't think it would work in the real world. I have working prototypes of steampunk stuff running my laptop. Yeah. It's also made of the same thing they use for cosplay. So it's just like brass tubing and foam <laughs> glued together. <laughs> oh my gosh, there's a giant Galactus. Of course there's a giant Galactus. There's no way they wouldn't do one. Oh my, oh my goodness. Oh man. All right, so I'm clicking on it. 21 days to go. They're trying to get to $200,000. They already have 5,000 backers, and they're already at $455,000. They went live today. I like how they're like, we have three weeks to make $200,000. Anyway, it's been 20, it's been 15 minutes. We're at 200, we're at $400,000. <laughs> oh, gosh. There's the Wrecking Crew. There's the Galactus thing with Heralds. Oh, man. This looks too cool. Captain Carter, there's Loki. There's a Shuri, Black Panther, Spider-Man 2099, Mighty Thor, it's the Lady, there's Ironheart, there's Cosmic Ghost Rider. Cosmic Ghost Rider? There's Emperor Doom. Oh, that's kind of cool. Uh, I mean, there's a ton of stuff here. Equipment cards, like people can hold Mjolnir. That's pretty sweet. Okay, we might be looking into this later. Uh, go to kickstarter.com. Simon. Uh, oh, yeah, there's so much more stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. People need to check this out. All right. I'm really done talking about it. I want to thank everybody for listening. Everybody have a great rest of your week because it is officially the weekend. That's the rule of Nerds Like Radio. Enjoy yourselves. Be safe. We'll see you next week. Uh, we're going to run the Alma interview again, the John Holland interview again, creator of Alma, because he, the Kickstarter is going live this week. So make sure to check that out also on kickstarter.com. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great, great weekend.